Hey everyone, I just want to discuss uh, kind of what's going on with the podcast. Uh, we recorded this podcast prior to the Black Lives Matters and protest uh, movements going on in this country, and so um, we didn't address it uh, throughout the podcast, but uh, we do have episodes planned coming um, that will discuss that specifically from the PA lens. So um, hang in there, we are working on it, and we will have something out hopefully shortly. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Coffee and Cortisol. I'm your host, David, and today he's coming to you with scuba gear. It's Viet. So, hey, Viet, how's it going? Yo. Uh, <laughs> the reason I brought up the scuba gear is your next rotation is underwater right now, right? Yeah, of all places. Uh, I was supposed to go to, well, I am going to Michigan, but of all places, there's a broken dam and now the city is underwater. So what luck, right? Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely insane. Like not only not only do we have this pandemic going on where we can't go and then the only one you can go to is also canceled. Just it's, incredible. I know. They're like, so would you like to go? You just gotta swim to your rotation every day. I'm like, I'm now, I'll do it. Have you seen the uh the like they discovered like 20 mummies or something in Egypt? and somebody like yeah yeah this 20 like sealed mummies in egypt and and like somebody on twitter is like sorry swearing coming up they're like put that shit back put that shit here not this year (laughs) it's like it's like it's raining frogs frogs right right. from the sky there's like pestilence uh yeah just not not the time to, to mess with that but uh so what's what's going on what's what's keeping you sane right now Oh man, dude, uh, I just came back from doing a psych rotation and it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing to be back in clinic and just talking to patients and actually doing like work. Yeah. But, uh, but now you're done with that. Yeah. It's, um, I only have to do a week for that. So I'm done. Okay. And, but it was a good experience overall. One more time. It was a good experience overall though for you. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I told you this earlier, but when, when you go through school, when I go through school, you, you're learning so many things. It kind of goes in one ear and half of it stays in there and the other half yeah. disappears. When you're on rotation, I don't know, like just seeing the, the, the things you learned, it really solidifies all the, all the, the lessons. I really enjoy it. So. Yeah, I feel like schizophrenia specifically like, was something that really like, stuck with me after actually seeing it in clinic you know, with, uh, with the patients from, from psych. Was it, um, was it scary know. when you went through that? No, it wasn't um, because most of them are, are kind of medicated to the point where they can actually like function in society and they're not like hearing voices, but they're like aware enough of like what's going on that they're they're. It's I don't know. It was a really good experience to just see that like in real life, you know, so like I feel like I know schizophrenia a lot better than I did, you know, I don't know. No, no, just, for, it, for sure. really like I my background is emergency medicine. So I was in the ER, but like everything with quote unquote psych is you just, you know, you you, you put them in. I mean, what, where I worked at, it was at UCSF. So then when patients came in on psych holds, you have to change them out, make sure they're not a danger to themselves. And like, for me, it's always just psych. Oh, they're a psych patient, but you don't really understand the etiology behind what's really going on. But now going through the lessons and like going through on a provider end, it, it's so, it's like, it's so different. And I understand so much more. I mean, I don't understand it all, but I understand so much more 
rather than, you know, they're just going through something that I label as psych, if that makes sense. Yeah, because psych is kind of a, I don't know, like a I dirty word almost where you're like, you know, they're psyched, like they're crazy, like they're just a hassle. And, that, you know, if you understand maybe a little more where they're coming from or, or where they might be missing their, uh, their balance, it just helps you treat them a lot, a lot more efficiently and like as a person. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not always like crazy, but generally along those lines, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said crazy, like, I, I know that's politically incorrect, but like, because that's cool. sometimes how, well, that's, that's sometimes how people like, you know, view them like, oh, they're just, they're just crazy, like, just, just, you know, ignore their complaints or their, their issues. And that's maybe not the case that we obviously should be taking as providers. Right. So. And it's, and it's, it's like, well, why are they doing that? Well, there's yeah. a dopamine excess, right? And what, what, what pathway? Tell me the pathway. Where's the positive signs? Where's the negative signs? Tell, describe to me what's going on and how is that contributing to their symptoms? And then if you're able to kind of talk to about, talk about that, you feel a little smart, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's, I yeah. mean, that's pretty basic when you go through it. But then when you don't know, it just sounds real, real smart. But then if you're able to break that down, it kind of explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, it, it's just the benefit of actually doing it versus all textbook. You know, it's just that, that, you know, thing we've talked about before, but all right, well, let's dive into questions, huh? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read, uh, this first one. We got a, uh, a mention in, uh, one of our comments, um, from the Instagram post, uh, follow us on Instagram at coffee cortisol. Uh, and you can kind of see when we post new episodes and, uh, if you want to comment or ask questions, feel free to do so there. And we'll try and answer your questions as best we can. But, uh, uh, this one comes from, uh, Lauren, uh, Leah Williams, who asks, uh, would love to know how COVID is affecting you guys and your rotations. Uh, have they been canceled, postponed? How will it affect your graduation? So uh, kind of diving into that just quickly here um, to explain where we're at. So we do five-week rotations. How many did we do? Was it nine prior? Yeah, it's seven core and two electives. So uh, yeah, we do those five weeks at a time. I think we had two five, five day breaks or whatever, like, I guess a week long break. And then, uh, we were set to graduate in early December. And so what happened was everyone got through two rotations and then, um, they got through two rotations and then we, uh, everything got put on hold and they were going to try and do some finagling to make it work. But that just hasn't happened because hospitals aren't taking us. Um, they just don't want any students or any burden. So we, they switched it to a four week rotation, um, that starts back up in July and we'll be able to graduate by like, we still graduate in like December 9th, but, um, we end up going all the way to December 30th now, um, unless we don't, unless there's further delays and then that's just a whole another mess. So, uh, we're going to miss an online or we're going to miss one elective, but we should graduate on time switching over to four week, uh, rotations instead of five. So not a huge change, just a little quicker. But um, so that's yeah, how it's so, going so on. instead of having five weeks, we're moved to a four week rotation now. And I think some you said that our vacation time is being cut, right? Yeah, we don't have any vacation time now because they just can't. It, it doesn't make sense. And we frankly have had, what, eight weeks, 10 weeks of vacation. So it's not really a, a thing anymore. Yeah, I, I think our brains are all beyond rested. Hopefully, I mean, we're still going to graduate in 2020, theoretically, uh, but we may end up 
um, if there's further delays, like we may end up going longer, which would be weird to be the class of 2020 and graduating in 2021. Yeah, but what can you do, right? Yeah, it's just, I mean, you just got to go with it. Like you can't get too angry at the world because it's just, it's beyond our control. It's like the five, uh, the five stages of grief. First is denial. Like, oh my God, yeah, this is not happening. I hate 2020. And then what's the next one? It's a, it's a anger. Grief, anger, anger, bargaining. Uh, I don't remember the last one. And then depression, like uh, acceptance, depression, and then acceptance. So we're all beyond bargaining. <laughs> we're all beyond bargaining. Yeah, you're We've right. We've been sitting through depression these past few weeks. We've just accepted that this is a weird year, and you got to just roll with the punches. And I think that's probably a theme that, if if that's a skill that you can have, if you can roll with the punches, roll with the change. That is a skill that will take you far with this whole, I mean, anything you do, but especially in PA school, things change all the time. So you got to just be able to just roll the punches, you know? Hey, guess what? Next weekend, we think, I think that your rotation's canceled. We, we, you might have to go here instead. Okay, I'm down to do it. Or test is moved from here to here. Okay, let's do it. Or guess what? Uh, this person canceled for this presentation. Now you're up. Okay, let's do it. So... Yeah, the better you can adjust, the better off you're going to be in, in school. I mean, if, if you know, and, and anything with medicine too, like you might have a patient who is doing fine and then code and then you have to adjust to that. So just the better you can do that, the better equipped you're going to be. Yeah, you said it, you said it really good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's, <laughs> let's go on to uh, the next question. This one is going to be uh, super fun. Uh, Shang from Wisconsin asks, uh, lowest point of PA school and how did you recover? Uh, I think you want to go first. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think I'll go, kind of go for both of us. Um, I think, uh, you know, it was when we, we, uh, both at the same time failed a, a micro exam and, uh, that was like our first or second exam in school for this, this class. And it's at a point where you're like, you know, you got accepted and you're in, but like, you've heard how hard it is and you don't know if you're going to like do well with it. So, in school so like to fail an exam it's like shoot but like people tell you fail an exam's okay don't let it like crush you and so it's just you know it's it's tough because you have like doubt kind of creeping in and you're like oh shoot i don't know if i'm gonna like do well in school and like the next exam has a lot of pressure on you um but you know i think just trusting your process and working hard and making changes to your process because obviously it didn't work the first time is you know i think that's kind of how we recovered and obviously we're both still here so we you know, got over that hump. So do you have yeah. anything you want to add? No, that's, I, I don't know, man. You live and die by the exams. Obviously, there's a lot of other things that, you know, affect you outside of PA school too, that if you let it, can drag you down. Um, but I think I've said this to many people, but I, I've said this to many people where it's like, PA school is a ride that once you get on, you can't get off. You have to see it through. You have to do it in the way that's most most healthy for you. And you can't, I mean, you, you can't take time off, you know, you can't take time off, but it's so fast paced that you just want to get through it. And if you let a fail, like a failed, one failed exam, one failed exam, if you let one failed exam kind of get to you, bug you and destroy your confidence, destroy who you are, it's not going to be a pretty ride, you know, you can't get off the ride. Yeah. The worst thing you can do you is like, get off, let it so. snowball into something that's like, a major event, you know, just, just shake it off. Do better next time and, um, change what you're doing. I mean, you know, 
yeah, yeah, we see that sometimes, and it's it's it's. I mean, it, it happens to us, you know. Like, like you know, we're. I don't know about you, but like, I think that most of us are pretty hard on ourselves. We hold ourselves to a very high standard. So when you do poorly, you like go into this cycle of you know beating yourself up. But at some point, you don't let that snowball, and that's just the point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, next question. This one comes from uh, Esteban in Arizona. Uh, best story from PA school. <laughs> you can take this one. Okay. Uh, so we had this uh, we had this professor who was teaching EKG, and he he was a little rigid sometimes. Um, but you could tell maybe he was he was kind of fun, like at a certain point. But like pretty rigid with us. But we um, this one guy in our class, he convinced every guy almost every guy not everyone like like i'd say 90 percent of the guys in the class to wear these sleeveless shirts and uh somehow we are able to convince our professor to also wear this sleeveless shirt and he's a younger guy like he's actually like in pretty good shape so it wasn't completely he is yeah 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 that's the best way to say it but uh we ended up uh we ended up like having most of the guys like wearing these sleeveless and we, we took a picture in the back uh of the classroom and like all the girls were actually kind of going nuts which um Maybe it's another story for another time, but uh, they they were they're being supportive, you know they're 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 very supportive. But let's just say that. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. I don't want to paint that in a bad light. It was just uh, uh just kind of interesting uh, to see. David, you should you should put in uh, on the uh, the cover of uh, this episode. You should put that picture. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll... that that. <laughs> it's such a funny picture. <laughs> It should is. not be taken seriously okay don't take any of this seriously it's just hilarious it is uh and then and then there was a part two because we we did this pa boot camp uh between the end of didactic and the start of clinical year to get us ready for it and he came back to teach us some stuff with ekg again and we we, we all got to sleeve the shirts again and even some of the guys who didn't do it last time uh which we didn't know about but like one guy stood up and like took off his like over like his jacket and then he was wearing a sleeveless and then uh, like everyone stood up like one by one to like, and then some guys who didn't do it last time did it too. And it was just, it was just the funniest thing. Like just seeing, uh, and <laughs> it, was every, epic. Every, it was like, Oh my God, what's going on? Oh my God. The shards are coming off. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then just, just, there was like such a buildup and like with every guy that stood up, they're like, no, not him. He didn't really do it. Did he? And then it was like, yeah, he did. And just like, everyone was going nuts. It was, that was super fun. Yeah. I, I, I think like I think silly moments like that kind of take the edge off of things. It's just you can, sometimes you just break the ice and do something real silly, and everyone just laughs about it. You think back and laugh at how silly everyone was, and it kind of kind of miss it. Yeah, that was. I mean, it's it's those kind of moments that help build you as a class, and it just um, yeah, you're right. It's silly. It's kind of kind of dumb, but it's also like just I mean, the best part of PA school, to be honest. So. Uh, next. All right. So next question. Yeah. Sorry, were you, were you going to say something? I'll read it. No, that's fine. Uh, Casey from Florida asks, uh, did you have any doubt while applying? Um, how did you get over that? Uh, do you ever get your decision to go to PA school? You want to take this one? Uh, I, I, I think that I, I talked to so many people about this. Do you have doubt when applying, uh, PA school, any like optometry school, any, any type of school that grad school that you're applying to, you're always in this limbo stage where after you send out the application, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, are you going to get reply back? And it's during this waiting period that you, you, you're kind of just like, you don't know what's going on. And you really, you're, I don't know. You're like sitting in your own uh, pool of doubt. And for like a year too. 
you know, sometimes because it, it takes a while for schools to get back to you and you're like still working, gaining your experience, like for the next year, potentially, you know, you don't know if you're going to start PA school or have to start the process again. Yeah. And during this whole process, you're letting the unknown validate whether you are good enough or not. Am I good enough to get in? What if I'm not good enough to get in? It, what if I can't get in? Do I have to do something else? I've applied a couple of times. I can't afford to do this. Am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like, you know, you go down this whole process and honestly, everyone goes through it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How did you get over that then? I got in, son. <laughs> no, I, no, no. Um, I mean, I, I didn't. I applied a couple of times. So then yeah. it was it was like, I don't know. I, after you don't get in the first couple of times, it kind of sucks. Right. But then you, you keep building yourself. Right. You keep doing things. And I found, I don't know, like I found a community and I found a, a family at UCSF and they treated me real well. They treated me super well. And I always felt like a positive sense of reinforcements from them. So that even though I'm applying, I've always been felt like I was supported by my UCSF family. So I don't know, that helped a lot. Yeah, the, the way I kind of look at uh, the doubt there is I, I treat it like my check engine light where I just ignore it until it goes away. So uh, <laughs> it's the only, only way to get there. Um, but David, your car broke. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it did. Which is, uh, you—I don't think you knew that, but yeah, it's it's battery. I don't know, stupid. Um, do you ever regret your decision to go to PA school? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm still waiting for that boogeyman to come out. And every single day, you, the more you do this, the more you, the more I'm falling in love with it. I love this profession. I freaking love this profession. I'm not even doing it yet. Uh, yeah. I feel validated by my peers. I feel validated by the teachers. I don't know. I just, I'm just waiting for the day when I start working. It's like, surprise, it's, it's a dream, but it hasn't happened yet. It's just, I don't know. I kind of like it so far. Yeah. I mean, the more I, I learn about medical school myself, like the more I realize, like, you know, those being the two options, like, I just feel like this was just kind of right. I mean, there's so many uh, checkpoints. If going to medical school, whether it's taking the test to get in or the test to discover what residency you can do or specialty you can do, like, there's just so many obstacles along the way and so many other study things you have to study for it just it uh it just it seems like a lot more stuff so i i think i think um when you say regret your decision to go to pa school uh what, what do you what do you mean like what what else would you have done like what other options are you think are you thinking about well i mean just the obvious stuff like if i if i really wanted to like be in this like i mean you you could have gone to medical school you could have tried to be a nurse and then go to the, the np route like there's you know there's different options that way i mean thinking just strictly like this medical you know branch of the medical field um but yeah i mean i don't i don't it's i mean i work i mean I, when i worked at ucsf it was a bunch of uh doctors pas nps and nurses and i strongly considered doing nursing yeah i i, I thought the nurses the nurse at ucsf they were so cool uh I, it, it sounds like they're paying me to say that but they're they're just really good people and i i for a good for a minute i thought you know I think that I see, I can see myself doing that, um, doing the whole nursing thing because, you know, they're still caring for people. Um, it, it's, you know, it's on a different level and I consider that too. I never really considered med school because it was just the commitment was like, I don't know, like I'm a little older and I feel that by the time I'd finished, it'll, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to enjoy or reap the benefits if that makes sense. So that's why I didn't consider it as much. That's just from my point of view. I mean, I think if you could just be a doc, wake up one day and be a doctor, like, I think that's obviously the, the like best one. Um, but like, you know, you have to consider your life and like, if it's worth getting to that point, you know, and, and the path to get there. So, 
uh, I don't, I don't have any regrets anymore. Like more every day, it's kind of less regret. So. Um, I know it almost sounds too good to be true. Anyways. All right. Uh, Anthony from California asks uh, single best thing to do in undergrad. And then the second best thing you can do. For what, what do you mean? Like, uh, what do you mean? Like best thing to do? I think, to, to, I think that's what he means. Um, okay. He okay. didn't finish the email, I guess, or, or fill that out as maybe well as he should have, but oh well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what you want to go take that? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that the more hours you spend doing something, the better you end up being a master at that craft, obviously, right? You study 20 hours in a subject, you're going to be real smart. So optimally, what is the best that you can do? Well, you can study sciences, you know, all your uh, chem, bio, and just your foundations and just understand that very well. Because if you, if you have a strong grasp of that, then it's going to serve you well, because, uh, you know, you, you're just learning off of that in PA school and in medicine. Uh, you need to have it. That's your foundation. Uh, do you need to do that? No. My background is I'm a history major. Uh, we have like Max in our class. He's he's a I think he's, he was an art major. Julia, valedictorian, she was a dance major. Uh, did they do any worse? No, they they crushed it. They bring such a different perspective to the program. And um, it, it's just I don't know, I guess how you shine, you know, what do you think? I mean, obviously like grades, but you know, like you, you just have to take care of school and undergrad and take care of business there. And if you have good grades, like you're just going to be that much better off for anything else. And like you said, like if you understand the science and like the anatomy and that stuff, like that's just less you have to uh, wade through when you actually get to school, you know, and less you have to like review and, and whatnot. So, and then like, yeah, second best thing, kind of like what you were touching on there. I mean, just, just uh, try and stand out and be unique in, in some way that like makes you different from every other science major, you know, and not saying that you can't be a science major, but you have to find something that, that makes you different. Yeah. And I don't know, just to add on to that, I'm really big on the whole passion thing. Yeah. So I don't know, do something that you kind of like, right? Um, yeah. I think schools will like something you're passionate about more than something you're just supposed to do. You know, if you do chemistry because you're supposed to, but you don't care, like they'll see through that. So, so pick something you're passionate about and somehow find a way to make that good for you for school. Yeah, you can kind of tell when people like doing something. Like you can kind of tell when someone like really enjoys like nerding out on, you know, uh, like a, a science, uh, like concept in class. And, and you can tell when someone's just doing it just to do it, just to get through. And I don't know. It happens more often than not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, next question. Um, Sarah from Massachusetts, I think. Yep. Uh, what is your plan after PA school? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, get a job, you know what I'm saying? With this whole COVID thing, I don't know. Well, they're not hiring now. Too. I don't know if I got to find another job or something like that. What's going on? Am I going to be furloughed? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough market out there. So it's kind of like a good thing we aren't graduating right now. Because there's just no hospitals are hiring. So we, we've kind of lucked out, I guess, that way. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, when we were in our rotation, from what I was gathering, I felt that there was a huge demand for yeah. PAs. I don't know about you, but I don't know. I feel like I was a I was just a student. I was a 
being scoped at already. And I thought that was kind of cool. I never felt so valuable in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice feeling for sure. Uh, you know, as, as I guess, shoot, uh, what am I looking forward to the most? I guess just more mundane things. Like, I just want to like, you know, um, do things around the house and like work on like random projects or not have to worry about studying as much, you know? Like what? Uh, well, like we need to, we need to take out like concrete in our, cause there's a stupid sidewalk in our side yard. Uh, we don't have a very big backyard at our house. So like I need to take out the concrete on that. And like, I'm looking forward to like doing that and just planting new grass opening inside i don't know you got time you got time to take out concrete to plant grass yeah that's what i'm talking that's what i want that's what i'm looking forward to like just doing projects around the house you know uh, yeah i would i'm like i would just sleep i'd rather just sleep sleeps sleeps for children man you gotta get up you gotta get going yeah, that's true that's all i'm doing these days i hate it <laughs> help me <laughs> We'll get to do that eventually, maybe. Hopefully your next rotation is just an overnight rotation. You'll be set. It's in Michigan, remember? I got to learn. Yeah, hopefully OB is a nighttime thing, right? Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one, uh, Ben from South Carolina asks, uh, how old is too old to go to PA school? I don't know. I think this is one of the, the beauties of PA school. PA school is like two years and a little change. So it's not long at all. I'm a little older and I felt that, or I feel that, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I, I, I swear, like I just barely started and I'm already done. Yeah. I'm almost done. And I, and I don't have to do a fellowship. I could, or a residency. I don't need to do that. I just need to jump in and work. And I think that's yeah, kind of awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm still, it's like what, two, three years investment, you know? Yeah. It's not very much. I mean, we have somebody in our class who's at least 50 years old. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know she's her exact awesome. age, but yeah, she's, she moved away from her family and uh, came down here and she's like adult children. So it's a little easier. Uh, but you know, the fact she's able to do that is just awesome. So uh, that's, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's really an age, uh, you know, I mean, at some point you have to be able to like stand and do work, but like, you know, if you're 70, probably not for you, but you know, that doesn't mean you can't like learn later in life. So, uh, next, uh, Tim from New York, what were the specific things that made you want to go to your PA school? And then Joanne from California also asked, uh, how did faculty contribute to your learning? AKA what was the quality of your education? So, uh, well, I mean, multiple parts of that question, but like, why do you, why do I want to go to my PA school? Uh, I mean, the reality, I mean, the reality situation is you go to any PA school that you get in. Uh, if you have the luxury of getting accepted to all your PA school, that's great. But I feel that that's not a reality that a lot of people have. So if you if you get in somewhere, then obviously that's, you know, you get in where you can. First off, um, why do I like my particular PA school? Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, I worked at UCSF and I worked alongside some pretty spectacular PAs. Uh, they were they were amazing. And I don't know, I just felt like I've always had a good um, impression of them. They were very smart. They were extremely competent. And they, I felt like they really cared about other people as practitioners too. So I don't know, that, that kind of made a positive, um, what is it called? Oh, impression on me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if, find the word. I'm like, what is that word? <laughs> it's so helpful to have good role models, you know. So, um, you know, I think that kind of bleeds over to like, how did the the faculty contribute to your learning? I mean, just one, seeing them in the field, but two, just like feeling their passion for us and like and teaching and just how they helped us, you know, along the way. And you, you really felt like they they actually cared about you and weren't just like there to do a job. Yeah, the the level of care and support is the probably the best I've seen. I went to uh, UCLA and I did a bunch of classes at community college. Uh, the classes at this, our school blows them out of the water. And it's like the level of care and support. I've never had this before. And it's almost kind of it's a little weird, too. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, they're so nice. <laughs> they're so nice. And they really just want you to do well. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm still waiting for the boogeyman to come out, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they just are willing to do kind of whatever it takes and, and they, they plan, you know, the, the year around um, kind of how we're learning. So they come up with certain courses to like establish a base and then they plan like pharmacology and medicine and physiology to be like, you're all sitting cardiac at the same time. So like things kind of match up and they, they aren't always like able to be perfect with that because it just doesn't always work, you know, in a real world. But but it is they try their best to make it work in the best possible way, you know. So Patrick from California asks, what's the importance of having activities to make you step away from the stress of school? Uh, is it normal to just study all day? You want to take this one? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, well, many times when you when when you're going through the subject and you're learning stuff. It's a little much. It's actually overwhelming and it, it beats down on you. So you got to find things to get away from it. So what I do is, this is going to sound weird, but I like hitting the gym because if I can do a set, a feel set of workouts, I feel like I can do something. I feel confident at like doing a set of something. So it kind of makes me feel like I'm, I don't know, competent. And then that kind of recharges me and I go back to studying. It's so weird. And I've never done that before. But then I found myself doing that, like going to the gym and working out a little bit because it kind of took away the stress and it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of our professors saying like, find your church, you know, whatever like sanctuary you want to call it and, and make sure you can find something that like you can kind of like run to or, or seek like shelter in, I guess, to help you cope with, with everything that you're going through, you know? And I, I think that's so important to be able to, yeah, that was like, that was one of the first talks that he gave us. Uh, he was like, yeah, I think he, and then that was, I think that's the reason why he gave it to us. The he he just prefaced this upcoming year as, as it's going to be challenging. You know, you're going to be stressed, blah blah blah. But no matter what happens, you need to find that place, that church to run back to. And I thought that was good wisdom. You know, it's like you can't study forever. You, you're just going to burn out. It's just not realistic. Some people do. I don't know many, but. You know, the normal, normal person, they like to take a break. They like to drink some wine. They like to go hang out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just how you survive. So, um, on to the next question, Stacy from Florida asks, uh, how important is diversity at your school, uh, in comparison? And then also like how's diversity, uh, in school compared to your hometown? I think you should take this question because it's kind of, I, I don't know if, I'll be a good candidate. Yeah. So I think uh, um, with, I mean, I I would say our class is very diverse. I mean, when you look at medical backgrounds, you know, um, 
economic backgrounds, racial backgrounds. Like there's just, I mean, there's kind of a flavor of everything uh, mixed in there. So you just, you're just seeing people from all walks of life. Um, you know, some people didn't, didn't grow up with a lot of money, some did. And so you're just seeing a lot of that, um, you know, as I, I think it's hard, you'd be hard pressed to find a place more diverse in the U S than the Bay area. I mean, maybe New York, uh, some other bigger places, but it's just, I mean, this is the first place I've ever moved to where there's actually like a Vietnamese, uh, TV channel, which is insane. Like I didn't, you know, um, I don't know if you know that, but wait, you know about the Vietnamese channel? What are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Cause I, at our, our house, like I scanned for channels to see like, if we get like ABC, which is the one I was looking for and they didn't have it, but they had, uh, Vietnamese. And I was like, Hey, I don't know how to read or hear any of this, but it, uh, it was kind of cool to see. Where you're from, uh, what part of the u.s i'm from wisconsin so the the like southwestern part of wisconsin and um you know truthfully it's it's uh kind of coming from a pretty white community but um it's so when you came when you came to the bay area was it a shocker like what 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 are your thoughts like i know your class is not as diverse as our class and the bay area is way different from your hometown so like I, i'm curious what you're because you're you know you're an outsider so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say any of it was a shock. Um, I mean, I've lived in Milwaukee before, so I can't it's. Hear not... you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't say any of it was a shock. Uh, you know, I lived in Milwaukee before, so like, it's not not like I've you know um, only seen white people my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's more shocking, honestly, to go back sometimes because it's like, oh man, wait, this is like right. There's just no, I mean, limited diversity. So it's it's growing, it's changing with time. Um, and it's becoming more diverse, but it's, it's definitely different to go back and see how things are, have changed, you know, or, or, or I guess how they're different from, from the Bay area. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, it, honestly, it's fun to just see the different cultures and, and how people live differently too. I mean, going through Chinatown and SF is just, um, it's, it's crazy. It's like stepping into a different, uh, a different part of the country almost, or a different country. I feel that our program puts a lot of, effort and stress into keeping our student body diverse it's like one of the the priorities yeah and i think that's that's a good thing to have you know different ideas and different uh viewpoints coming in so yeah um jake from texas asks uh how was life uh before pa school in terms of living situation um is it weird to move to a new town uh were there uh any new things that you cut out of your life after starting PA school and continuing to this day? Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll start off with that again, just cause I actually moved. Um, I was living in a house with my wife and we, we both moved to the Bay area for school. Um, I mean, it's an adjustment. Like you're used to a little more space and then you have to go to an apartment and there's just less space. So you, you just adjust. It's not the end of the world, but it's just a little bit of an adjustment. Um, you know, I, I, as far as, uh, any things that I cut out of my life, I mean, you just, just the things that aren't important. And I know that's kind of hard to describe, but like um, if it's not really important to you, you're just not going to do them. And so you just kind of reprioritize everything and see and figure out what's, what's really important to you. And if that's working out, working out. I mean, I don't read books nearly as much as I used to um, just because of you read books. Get yeah. Out of here. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> I, uh, what about It's like, I think that like, um, I don't know when you cut things like cutting things out of your life. It sounds a little, I don't know, a little strange. Like I cut off my family. I cut off my brother and sisters because I got to study all the time. 
No, you don't have to study that much. You know, it's not that crazy. Um, you know, you might not be able to go drink all the time. You yeah. Know? Uh, you might not be able to play games it's as much as you want to. Less of everything. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, say that again? It's, it's probably just less of everything. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, if it's it, it boils down to the exams, you know, I mean, how, how, how good do you know the material? Are you are you crushing the material, the curriculum? If you have extra time, then obviously go and go hit your church, go rock climb, go hit the gym, run, hang out, hit the bar. Uh, otherwise, y- you need to master the exam because it's not going to be a pretty picture if you don't pass it. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about uh, what about you? What was your living situation before school? So I was uh, working at uh, UCSF and I was living at home. Uh, and where's home? <laughs> it's in Oakland. Too. Okay. Okay. Surprise. <laughs> he hasn't yeah, changed one so, bit of his life. I mean, it's, it's so convenient, man. It's like PA school is right here. My family's right here. So I'm actually pretty fortunate. Uh, I can just drive like 20 minutes and I can see my mom and I was living at home. And I mean, life was great because uh, my mom's a lot older um and it's kind of therapeutic just to be able to see your mom and just be there rather than having to book a ticket to fly there you know Um, but then when PA school started I moved out and I moved to apartment because I thought that was like I don't know new chapter and uh, I don't regret it yeah it's it's a different change from what we're used to but it's it's a good change you know ultimately so Mm -hmm. Well, Viet, I think that is all we have time for today. It was uh, it was a good uh, good time to have you on. Good to hear from you again. Um, I'm sure you'll be back on in the future. Uh, any parting words of wisdom you have for everyone? Uh, well, I think no, I don't. <laughs> we 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 we've, uh, we've really uh, we talked about a lot of random things. I just like just I don't know jumping on this podcast, being able to talk about anything super random and just giving our viewpoints on school is super therapeutic man yeah it's uh it's nice to kind of be able to um hopefully help other people and, and help ourselves along the way so um you know but if uh well, if I, any of you well, are listening to this and, and you have any more questions uh feel free to send them in to um our email or on instagram or on twitter uh we're on all of those uh if you look at the the link in the description um we have all the hyperlinks there so so please check that out Uh, Please like and subscribe and uh, we'll hopefully see you next week. All right. Thanks again, Viet. All right. Laters. All right. Bye.